Welcome to Minority Corner, where we take an introspective look at the world through an intersectional lens. I'm James, he, him. I'm a queer political activist, actor, comedian, self-proclaimed sexy blur. That's a um, black nerd. And each week, I'm joined in the corner by other fabulous minorities and some allies tackling the news, pop culture, politics, media, entertainment, and history with a little self-care, self-love sprinkled throughout, all for our own personal and collective empowerment. This week on Minority Corner, it is Jennifer Covington, life coach extraordinaire, here to help us fix our life. She's a business strategist and the queen waymaker for world changers. So much going on. Oh my gosh. Do not put Gorilla Groot in your hair, y'all. That it's not what it's for. And have you seen the Britney Spears documentary by the New York Times framing Britney Spears? I thought I knew. And you all know I'm part of the Britney army. But I just had no idea. Uh, So we dive into that documentary. Bridgerton, somebody on the show is not a fan. And it is Black History Month, and we are going to keep on rolling, celebrating some amazing black folks. Uh, We're going to talk about some OG badasses, the dynamic duo of Mary Church Terrell and Ida B. Wells, uh, activists for not only civil rights, but uh, women's rights as well, and just really doing some badass shit back in the day, paving the way. So this one is great. And then Jen is going to help us capture our magic this Black History Month. And because she's so fabulous, magic, it's a dope acronym. Five things to do of how to conjure your magic this Black History Month. Sometimes things can feel so exhausting. But how do we recapture our magic? We come from magical people. It is what we do. So this is so dope. Great episode. Caveat, I was so excited about this episode that I... I don't know what happened, y'all. My volume is up really high, so bear with it. I'm spiking throughout most of the episodes. So I maybe don't listen with earphones, but our wonderful editor, Sarah Brown, she's made magic work. But just letting you know, no need to write us a comment on uh, Apple Podcasts or send us an email or a tweet. We got it. You know, sometimes with podcasting, things just happen. So here we go. But we know y'all are here for the content, and it's still going to be a great fun ride. So much fun here with Jennifer for Covington. Let's get into it. We got Jenny. Jenny from the block here. Ooh, ooh. I am so relieved and grateful that you're here because I just feel like already I feel I feel more relaxed already with you coming in here. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Well, I feel lit up, energized, and rejuvenated by being in your presence. Love it. I feel like there should be... Everyone's always like, is there a doctor in the house? Fuck that. Is there a life coach in the house? (laughs) Is there someone to come in and... I feel like every time you come on, it's like, Ayanla, fix my life. Like, let's get it together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking of, there's someone that I think needs your help. Uh, who needs you to fix her life? Uh-huh. Her name is Tessica Brown. Mm. This is also a this is also a PSA. Uh, Miss Tessica Brown down in Louisiana. Maybe y'all have heard about this. Uh, she sprayed her hair 
Think she ran out of got to be hairspray, which been there back when I used to use got to be, but now I switch over to Shea Moisture because I only like to use products that are foo boo for us by us. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she sprayed her hair with gorilla glue <laughs> and her hair does okay. not move. She has tried washing her hair like 17 times, like. I think she had to go to the hospital. Impenetrable. Her yeah. hair and her hair. Let me tell you this. Her hair looks good though. It looks cute. Her hair looks good. <laughs> if you're gonna have a protective style, she had it. It she does. Like when you look it. at it, it looks like <laughs> she's ready to go. Like she wakes up ready to go. So I guess there's yeah. a plus side to this. Like you don't have to wait. Oh, I gotta get ready for work. Like she just whoop. Yeah. She's ready. Yeah, I thought uh, she was going to grow it out for like several months or something because I was like, oh, you're good, though. It's good. It's a problem eventually. But yeah, but here. OK, so in her defense, what I there's two things. OK, so first of all, so you tell me what got to be was I thought, is it hairspray or is it like wig spray? I thought it was like that edges that you spray like on your um, stocking cap to stick wigs on is it not well at least i mean i know there's a got to be like it's a product and it's got they got hair gels like it's like it's like their signature is that it's like glue like there it's like it's a glue. hair it's like a glue yeah yeah okay so i think what it's really used for is like when you spray on the edges of your wig stocking cap so that your wig stays on right and it doesn't mm -hmm. rip your edges so a i don't think like even you shouldn't put a, a ton on your hair but it also could just be like hair spray no. so that it doesn't move okay fine there's also a product called gorilla Sanat that is a gel oh. it's like a green goo that is also, you know, so that you don't have a hair out of place. So in her defense, there could have been some confusion there. Um, I wouldn't want to put anything else not in my hair. But again, <laughs> but also there's like crazy glue and super glue. But like gorilla glue is like the strongest of the strong. We've like built structures in our home just based off of Gorilla Glue. That's what it's there for. It is literally there for. And the people of Gorilla Glue, because she's, first of all, this has actually been her moment, like her, her, her skyrocketing to fame. Her, she's now got the blue check mark. She's been verified on social media. Remember this? Wow. She, her followers has like blown up. People are just like, I have a colleague who's like tuning in every day to figure out like what is up, what's the new development. What's the hair like she, I, it's it's only funny because she's like okay, right? Yeah. Like you know, she couldn't, she didn't like her hair didn't like like fall out. And she genuinely cared. She wasn't like gorilla glue challenge. You know, <laughs> she was like, I was just trying to have a protective style for. Week and I, uh, I went too far. I guess Chance the Rapper saw when it was happening and she was like, she was like, hey, everybody, I'm using this. And she was like, spray. Ooh, and Chance the Rapper was like, clutching his pearls. He's like, this is not going to end well. And it's in it. And the good people of Gorilla Glue have even reached out to her through social media. They're like, we're here to help if we can. Like, Here's some solutions. <laughs> try. Try washing your hair with this. and She yeah. has. She's she, tried. She you tried guys it. have an impeccable product. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so the latest you know, I heard that she made it to the hospital, so I hopefully she she's did. She's, she's doing fine. But a PSA, y'all do not use Gorilla Glue for the hair. It is not what it's for. You know, I'm not. Maybe this is like pandemic brain. Maybe she's got, you know, Ponda replay brain. She's got the yeah. pandemic brain. And uh, <laughs> it just forces you to go there. 
but bless her too for just you know letting us. She PSA'd first. She was like, "Listen, don't do it." She didn't hide. She wasn't like, "I'm not gonna tell nobody." She was like, "I'm gonna put it out there," and you know, she wasn't like, "I'm gonna wait till I get over this journey." She's like, "I'm gonna take you on the ride." This is what yes. happened on Wednesday. Seventeen washes later, I'm still this way. You know, and so still here. Uh. Still here. Well, Tessica, enjoy that blue that blue check mark. Uh, but you know what? Fair warning to Miss Tessica, fame is not all that it's cracked up to be. Mm. I watched this last because I wasn't, you know, it's Black History Month, and I'm trying to, I, you know, my black my Black History Month challenge. I'm trying to take in as much, you know, black media as I can. I did it, you know, um, and but. You know, I got this week's spot for Britney Spears. And there's the new documentary, New York Times mm-hmm. documentary. So just putting that out there. Shout out. Yes. New York Times documentary called Framing Britney Spears. Every so once in a while, they put out a little documentary on FX Hulu. Oh, um, yeah. This, because I, you know, have been following yeah. the whole entire, like, all, like, I, you know, the hashtag Free Britney, like, all of the stuff I have been following. We've covered it here on the podcast. And just... You know, just her her journey. We talked about, you know, before mm-hmm. when she wanted to release her album, Doll Domination, or was it? No, Original Doll. And the record company was like, you're not releasing this. And the, all these just sort of controlled things that were happening. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the documentary, highly recommend it. It's, and I'm someone, and here's the thing. I was, I feel like I knew, I thought I knew everything. Uh-huh. I was like blown away during this documentary. And really? it's also Are you allowed to say what you yes, learned? Or no, I'm you gonna watch. point this out because I think it's a it's a warning. This is another PSA. This is minority corner. It's just a PSA episode today. We have so many warnings, y'all. Yeah, be because warned. Okay. To look back at what happened 20 years ago with 2021 goggles, mm, mm. our we ha- we have changed. Our perspectives have changed. And it's so fucking cringeworthy the questions that she used yeah. to get asked uh, apologies all around diane sawyer mm-hmm. first up to the plate come here diane diane oh diane i didn't know you were calling people love oh too. yes you are report for an apology diane to miss britney spears and like it still goes back to like when chris crocker asked asked us decades ago crying leave britney okay. alone like the, the girl got harassed like for decades Diane Sawyer, right mm-hmm. after like Justin turned, Justin Tim like broke up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, You hurt him. You what did you do that was so bad that you and this is a fucking Diane Sawyer, right? Don't you need to go like figure out what's going on in Iraq? Don't you need to go do some like actual <laughs> journalism, Diane Sawyer? Like inappropriate yeah. questions. She was like, I'm asking what the people want to know. That's to, what like, they always say. To, like, a 20 year old girl who had, like, a breakup and maybe there was... Her heart but broken, maybe, by the And way. maybe yeah. there was an infidelity or whatever. It doesn't matter. That's really none of our fucking business. They're kids. They're no, fucking it's not. kids, right? And then... She's so, like, I sing, I dance. That's your business about my business. That's and, it. And she was so kind. You see how, like, so kind she was, but she also ends up breaking down. And in, in, in interviews after interviews where people are like, asking, like, are you still a virgin? Um, You know, none of our business she's like none eight 17 18 years none of our business and it's so weird because i remember some of these interviews and these questions and like you know if they were obsessed about her boob size like oh she had a boob job and it's when it's interesting because like at the time i mean i was a kid too and but we're we're the, this is how deep the patriarchy is it reminds me very similar to racism right and i mm-hmm. i equate I equate yes. both of them to being like a fish in a wa- in water. Fish don't realize mm-hmm. they're swimming in water. 
right? Yeah. They don't know that. Yeah, you can't ask a fish what water feels like. Yes, yeah. and like that's the same thing is that like we're all been swimming around in this racism patriarchy water, and now that I, I'm kind of stepping out, right? I'm like, you know, a, a, mm-hmm. a merman or like I'm getting legs. I'm walking onto the beach, like, <laughs> and I'm looking back and I'm like, oh, that water smelled like patriarchy and it smelled nasty. Like the questions are just like there was a, a governor of Maryland who was like, I'm a shoot Britney like a governor Britney Spears the first lady of Maryland was like I could shoot her because of the way that she's dressing like people were harassing her because of the way that she dresses and they were like oh you're sex you're so sexualized y'all sexualized her yeah she y'all yeah, did that that's like her yeah like, totally totally and you know I mean I remember watching some video kind of not recently recently but somewhat recently where it was like only shots of just like her stomach and her low rise jeans and that's it I was like <laughs> That's all this video is really about. Like, if that was me in the same video, it would not have worked. It just wouldn't, you know? It was like, it was all about that. Like, if was and she wasn't the cinematographer, right? Like, she wasn't the cinematographer. No. She wasn't the wardrobe stylist. She wasn't the market. None of it, you know? But she was willing, but she did it. And so it's like, so celebrate the work, you know? Like, she. Because then her downfall was like, oh, so she was the sweetheart until she wasn't. And then who's there now? You know, And like, but even like, if you think about it, like, they pushed her to that point. How much can someone deal with when totally. they're asking, like, you know, and, and what's wrong with like her? I mean, her owning her, she wants to own her, like, you know, like sexual nature. But she then should. we're going to like shame her to to, to 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 do it. And then the questions that people were asking her, like Ed McMahon, oh, God. she was 10 years old at Star Search, was like, I'm do you, nervous. Yes. Oh God! He's like, "Do you have a boyfriend?" And <laughs> like on the stage of Star Search, yeah. this girl just got done singing. Can we ask her about like how long have you been singing? Who are your idols? Do you have a boyfriend? That's all. He didn't ask the little boy standing next to her. Oh, does he, she have? He have a girlfriend? Like no. Like and then he was like, and then it gets him. He's like, "I could I be your boyfriend?" It's it's so gross and it's so weird because like. At the time, I don't think anybody batted a fucking... I mean, majority of people didn't bat an eyelash. We were so conditioned to that world and to uh, the society of that. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. it's no wonder, you know, and she, you know, had her... uh, uh, We weren't talking about mental health back then. She had a fucking mental health. And then it comes out Mm -hmm. around the time when she had shaved her head and the situation with the umbrella, she had was suffering from postpartum depression, right? And so no one was like, Oh wow, let's mm, let's she mm-hmm. needs help. People were or you know, they were like that she was a joke. She was a punchline. Like the, everyone Or I mean to easily call yeah. someone crazy, mm-hmm. you know, to be like right. she's crazy, but it's like what? but what I mean, what led up to that? And how are you even treating this incident? Like of course. That's when I was like the public no. ain't no good. Yeah. You know, like Britney's such a darling, you know, and so the minute she it's it's just like it's a, clearly yes. a breakdown, you know, and all you can do is poke fun of her. I was like and just and like yeah, and it's so interesting because like they interview one of the paparazzis and you saw like they, a shot of Britney would be like a million dollars. So now there's money on the line, right? And like mm. and people were the media was obsessed with her for like mm. her entire career, like everything about her. I remember there were times when she didn't even have an album out for like a year, and yet she was on the cover of every us weekly people for that like entire time um and he was like oh well you know at the time he was the reporter that like the 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 paparazzi yeah. who w- she had she had just shaved her head mm-hmm. she was she had no custody of her kids she just wanted to see her kids all britney mm-hmm. wanted to do was be a mom right and she 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 he like um 
Kevin Betterline didn't let her see her kids or whatnot. Yeah. And I, the paparazzi goes goes up to her. He's like, well, I just wanted to ask her a few questions. That's not your job. That is, are you a journalist? I mean. <laughs> I mean, the I, paparazzi I mean, thing is already very, I mean, that could <laughs> be a whole episode. Like, yeah. And at the same time, though, like, I mean, at the same, like, you're not Diane Sawyer, but also, fuck Diane Sawyer. Yeah, I said it. She ain't no journalist either. I want her credentials. <laughs> I move over Jennifer yeah, Hudson. I have a new feud, and it is with Diane Sawyer. <laughs> Out for Venom. But that still happens. I there's like so many compilations of like Scojo, Scarlett Johansson only be asked being asked about like her underwear and like how she got in shape for Black Widow. You know, it's just and it does feel oppressive. You know, like watching it, it's like God. You know, as a woman, you know, you're just like. Does it matter? Like, why have a brain? Nobody cares. You know, like, it, it definitely feels oppressive, you know? Ugh, yeah. And it just, I think it's such, I definitely recommend this documentary because, you know, we all were, like, we are all were affected by, whether you were a fan of Britney. The or maybe, reign of Britney. The reign of Britney, we all were affected by it. And it's so tragic when you look at it. And also, it's a blessing that, like, this woman is even still alive. Because um, it didn't even get into the, the actual whole entire thing is that her dad is her mm-hmm. conservator. And they were going to this thing where, like, you know, mm-hmm. never, in California, no one's ever gotten out of a conservatorship. And a conservatorship is usually for someone who's, like, incapable of being able to take care of their own self or their own finances and she at that time when Mm -hmm. she was at this low point she got swooped into this conservatorship but she's also a business and there's people who are profiting so much off of like her just you know going out there (laughs) and like it's like but she can go out on stage she can do these different like tv shows or movies or these different like you know um branding deals but she can't take care of herself what's the line here right and so like she can't even go to target and like you know buy an ice cream cone without she has like no agency of herself and so for a woman to also be controlled like that in 2021 so it's all really sketchy watch the documentary like her dad came out of like came back out of nowhere and like one reporter one uh woman says that only thing she ever heard from her when britney first hit hit it like that all the dad said was she gonna be real rich and be able to buy me a boat (laughs) <laughs> and, that's, and that was she's that like, on that she'll leave I'll she's like I'll leave that at that so I just and I wonder like who is this happening to now like who are we who are we not we, knowing about as consumers of media can be like vultures and I think like if Britney had had Instagram which people are also like her Instagram is leaving coded accounts because she'll like <laughs> wear certain colors and like we asked her to wear that color or like she's like so, oh, oh and recently after the documentary was released um because the whole entire hashtag free Britney moment this thing is like you know she's leaving messages in yeah Instagram that she wants to be free and in the documentary um oh no no after the documentary was released she she goes she goes. Now I know this past weekend the and okay the documentary was released this past weekend and the Super Bowl Super Bowl happened this weekend and she goes okay. I know this past weekend there was a moment that we were all waiting for that finally happened the Super Bowl <laughs> now I was going for the Chiefs and I was always going for the other team too but I don't know who I wanted to win and people are like she's trolling us like she knows like because it's like is she legally can she say anything no one's ever really heard her talk about the conservatorship so oh man no one really knows like how she's really feeling about it and like her videos on instagram are sometimes kind of suspect like she does not look like a woman who is well or a woman who is like free (laughs) Ooh, yeah that's i don't know we got to get people like on reddit on it or something so that they can like hack the net 
<laughs> okay, here's the other thing that it made me think, though, too. Because the hashtag Free Britney people, they show up to the courthouse, there's protests, and they're like, some of them got into the courthouse and they were doing like a live Google Doc, like uh, typing the notes of like what was happening. So then people outside could know what was happening and they could read it out loud. Okay. And one of them, so they were like, but what happens if like this isn't real? Like, or like you're making this up. And it reminded me of like, it's like it could be like what if this is like QAnon essentially where it's just this like online conspiracy and because you want to believe something you're believing it's true and so I now I'm just like welcome to the internet (laughs) and just like you know I mean luckily they've been peacefully protesting but we've seen that it can go and then they're like yeah sometimes it's like a Rorschach test you see what you want to see right like they're like oh she wore yellow we told her to wear yellow she's in trouble like Mm. That's deep. So it's very inconclusive. Yeah. And I think uh, my friend Dave Holmes, former MCV VJ, and I can say that because I've been on his podcast a few times, you know, uh, he said, you know, we may never know, like, you know, people, he's like, people read what they want to read into the whole entire hashtag free Britney movement thing. Yeah. Um, and, and, but the thing is like, we never really knew her, right. We never really knew her. So yeah. you can't really think that you're going to know her from, you know, these different posts. And if, you know, it's time for her to tell her story. She she will tell it. So all we can do is really just sort of wait and support, but also like make sure we don't do the same vulturistic mm-hmm. things to other people. Call out patriarchy when it's being patriarchy. Call out sexism when it's being sexism. Let women be women, be whatever they want to be, and, and whatever, whatever they, expression that is, whatever that is, and 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 not you know shame people for 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 that. And like you know, um, it, 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 yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, leave leave Britney alone. We're just gonna go back to that. <laughs> I mean, totally. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Chris Cross. He had it right all along. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm i so sad. Well, it looks like your favorite show this year, the Golden Globe nominations came out, and your favorite, Bridgerton, wasn't nominated. It wasn't even up for it this year. It's so new. Oh, but maybe I'm not it a... couldn't be. Oh, so yeah. for Do next year. Oh, everybody loves Bridgerton, and I just have to go on record to say... I feel like I hate it, actually. Whoa! That word. I've never heard you say that before for any sort of media. You'll just be like, I oh, know. I didn't like it, or it's not really for it's me. not for me. Hate I, it. I, I just feel like, because now I, it's everywhere, and I gave it a try. I did that thing where, like, how two-year-olds will, like, stand up and watch TV and, like, look at it. <laughs> like, I was trying to, like, meal prep and watch it, and I was like, I think this isn't good. I was like, let me see. <laughs> and so I just was, like, standing, like, wow me, give me... It's not, nope. And then I waited for my husband to get home. And I was like, watch this. Like, this is, can we make it fun? Because sometimes, you know, when you watch it together and comment, we were mad. What? Since, How many episodes did you get Co- through? N- not since Cobra Kai have I been so mad. Oh, <laughs> people love Cobra Kai. You are- um, I was just like, no, for me. You know, I'm, I'm glad it's out there, too. But I'm rooting for it. I am Tyra Banks rooting for it. Like, I am here for it. Like, we are rooting for you. <laughs> we're all rooting for you. Um, we need some inspiration for this, right? Because we are getting, okay, we need to yeah. find our own strength and, you know, just realize that 
we, each and every one of us, is going to be the future of who they will be talking about on the different history months, okay? So we're going to we're gonna go and get some inspiration. It's Black History Month, and we're going to look at to some, mm. so, this dynamic duo of Babs. Yeah. I'm calling them Babs, some badass bitches. Oh. <laughs> of yesterday. <laughs> I'm sure you're as, oh, they're your having ancestors a hoot, they're are having thrilled. A ball. They're having a hoot nanny over that. We're going to talk about some OG Babs, Mary Church Terrell and Ida B. Wells, badass bitches. Folks are like, I did not know those were the names that we're going to follow. <laughs> Hey, y'all. So we've been talking about this for a while, and it is Storyblocks. So Storyblocks, they are dedicated to being the world's best royalty-free stock media subscription service. They have an ever-growing library of stock assets, including music, images, sound effects, and so much more. What's really dope about Storyblocks, which we've been talking about, they have affordable subscription plans and tools. And with Storyblocks Unlimited All Access Plan, you can get unlimited downloads of everything in their library. And even if your subscription ends, everything you download, it is yours, baby. What's really dope about Storyblocks is they're really about diversity. I was just poking around in their library so many times in stock footage and video, it's a bunch of white people. But Storyblocks is looking to change that because in 2020, they launched Restock, which was an initiative to increase diversity in their library. Storyblocks is committing to having 20% of their footage with people contain black, indigenous, and people of color by 2022, with plans to expand their scope to include more underrepresented groups in the future. Really great stuff they have there. So uh, definitely check this out. It's a rainbow coalition of people doing things. So definitely check it out. Explore their library and subscribe today at storyblocks.com slash minority. Hey, thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you. These are real podcast listeners, not actors. We took the identifying marks off this podcast. Just tell me your impressions. It's really sexy. My first thought is like, Radiolab? Definitely something popular. Yeah, really popular. A hit show. But funny, too. Like, does Tina Fey have a podcast? Or the Marx Brothers? Yeah, is this podcast Radiolab, but hosted by the Marx Brothers? And sexy, like Sade. It reminds me of Sade. Exactly, and they're all riding in a BMW. Close, but not quite. Take a look behind these panels. <gasps> and then watch this rocket blast off into space. Whoa. Ooh. And there's the pies we made you. <gasps> oh. Now, let's show you the podcast. Wow, it was Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go? Hold on. Oh. Whoa. Ooh. Oh my goodness. That was 514 JD Power and Associates Podcasting Awards. That was really scary, but compelling. I guess I should definitely subscribe to Jordan Jesse Go. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Jordan Jesse Go, a real podcast. All right, y'all, saddle up. 
because we go into these two badasses, aka these uh, babs, badass bitches, Mary Church Terrell and Ida B. Wells. You know what they really were? The 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 Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B of their time. Why did my they were brain doing... go there too? <laughs> they are. Uh, they got. They they were. They're... <laughs> There are some activists in this house, mm-hmm, y'all. Mm-hmm. There's some activists in this house. Uh, they with the with their with their own WAP woke ass politics. See, oh, see, because I was here. almost gonna have to hop off board with you. I was I was <laughs> gearing up for a soul clap, and then I was like, oh wait, okay. Oh man, I think they'd be so down for this. They'd be like, "Yeah, James, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us the story. <laughs> tell them, tell them my story." Tell yeah. Okay, so we're gonna start off with Mary Church Terrell, and we were talking about. I I said uh, a few weeks ago when Aneke was here, I was like, "Put a pin in it," because we were talking about Chocolate mm-hmm. City, Washington mm-hmm. D.C., and about the Black aristocracy that uh, was created. And Mary Church Terrell was a huge part of, you know, Chocolate mm-hmm. City being created. You can never just say Chocolate City. It's yeah. got to be like Chocolate City. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Early days for Mary, Mary Church Terrell. So she was born uh, Mary Eliza Church Terrell, uh, September 23rd, 1863 in Memphis. Now, 1863. It's a long time ago. Not a great time. Well, Civil War, slavery, all right in that time period, yep. right? So, woof, like that. Yeah. So she was a daughter of former slaves. Her parents were incredibly dope. So her dad, Robert Reed Church, was a successful businessman, mm. and he became one of the South's first black millionaires. Mm. So I need to check this, though, when I want to check the data of the timeline of like when he became a millionaire and then when um, self-made, what's her name? Oh, my God. Madam C.J. Walker. Yes. And when Madam C.J. Walker became the first millionaire. So I'm not sure. They were around in that same time period. So when when the millions were being made. Um, yeah. Her mother, Louisa Ayers Church, owned a hair salon. So like. I mean, this is pretty amazing. Like her parents came out of slavery and were like, "We're we found some boots. Don't take these away. We're gonna pull ourselves it's up." It's incredible. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I just always think about what is that day? Don't when, you? When you're they're like, "You're free now." Like, wait, I don't even. What? Do but you... this is what we're made of. But we'll get to that. Okay. You know? All right. Okay. Put a pin in it. We'll get to that. <laughs> so her parents were super big on education. She went to Antioch College um, in Ohio, went to Oberlin College as well, got her bachelor's and master's degree. Mm. And then eventually she was like, I'm off to D.C. Something's calling me there. I'm going to D.C. And she taught at the M Street Colored High School um, in D.C. in 1887. It was a really big deal. That school is legendary for just the folks that ended up coming out of there. And she met her boo in 1891, Robert Herberton Terrell. Mm-hmm. You love a good boo mm-hmm. because you just pe- you 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 peeked up when I said boo. <laughs> so I yeah. So she met her boo, and he was he was also a teacher, but he would eventually go on to become Washington, D.C.'s first black municipal judge. So that's who Mary Church Terrell was, like, surrounding herself Rolling with, right? With. Like, yes. this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And again, there's, like, D.C., there's, just, like, the movers and shakers. You know, if you go back to our Chocolate City episode, there was just, like, this just black aristocracy of folks who were just doing stuff. They didn't even need to have, like, political power. They had their own power within their own community right. and what they were able to do. People would flock to D.C. because it was like the best of the southern cities. It rivaled, you know, Harlem. Mm-hmm. 
in itself. So let's get to some of her activism. So she was not one to sit on the sidelines. She was like, I got things to do. Mom and dad were slaves. I got to do some shit. Like, they showed me how it's done. But it's incredible that that it's like the first generation, you know, just like, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. like, this is this is what they did with that, you know, Mm -hmm. which is why if you're like, how come my mama looking at me like that? Because look what Mary Church Terrell did. Okay, it's true. (laughs) So, y'all, again, this is the like, this is our ancestors. This is what is inside of us. So. In 1892, she was really like she was really activism lit into her Mm. veins because in 1892, her friend Thomas Moss was lynched in Memphis by white folks because his business had competed with theirs. Can you it's like I thought this was capitalism. I thought, no, are we? Oh, for you. Oh, I got it. You all can have capitalism. Right. Right. That's okay. And and so Ugh. I mean and too like her focus was like lynchings and if you think about it like I mean I I mean that was in itself an activism cause a branch so like there's so many different things to write but like oh I am what are you fighting for oh I'm fighting for the right to vote oh I'm fighting for lynchings to stop to stop isn't like, that something because my friend. My personal friend. I have a connection to this and we need to like. And who was literally minding his business. Literally minding his business. Excelling. Excelling. And uh, so how to take up a cause. And like also too, even for the folks of like, it's a lot of like, (laughs) it's the fact that that's a lane that someone had to choose to stop and bring attention Mm -hmm. to. Like just that one area. Mm -hmm. So. She joined Ida B. Wells. We'll get back. We'll Isn't get to her. Something? See? Babs. 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 Badass Chandelier bitches. Could do it. Shutting it down. Ava yes. could do it. These storytellers. Sign them up. Mm-hmm. Yes, let's go. Here we go. Watch. A year from now, there's going to be a new show called Babs, and it's going to be this. <laughs> our sh- our ideas, every time we're like, oh, this should be a movie. Boom. It happens. See? So... <laughs> but uh Terrell, she was focused on uh racial uplift that you know her whole entire approach too was that not only was she trying to like stopping the lynchings but she also was like you know um if blacks could help and uh, you know black folks could help end racial discrimination by advancing themselves and other members of the race through education work and community activism so she was kind of also going in for this oprah approach right like i'm gonna help y'all be better people like so you can you know have for yourself the same way because that's what her parents did they were like all right i gotta lift myself out of this and so that was ingrained into her so she was like let you know let me help y'all reach one teach that was one. her you know what and so she had a strategy based on equal opportunities and her belief was that if one succeeds the whole race would be elevated and I think that is so... I agree. It's such a fact, because you hear that to this day within the community, right? Like, that's why, like, you know, if, you know, when Beyonce succeeds, we feel like we all succeed. But, like, uh-huh. if one... But that's the thing is our community is so connected that if one goes down, we all feel yeah. that. I'm still feeling the effects of Bill Cosby. It's really hard. <laughs> it it's challenging. It right? Like, O.J. Simpson goes to... Oh, great. Oh, I was like just I was like just to name one, but then you went and named. And I was hard like, yeah, it's thing, true. We don't like to talk. It's it's very hard for us to talk because like we're. We, it's not nothing, or it's not him over no. there. We feel like, it in the network with, of our community. Like all white people are not tripping about the shenanigans of Army ha- Army mm-hmm. Hammer right now, right? <laughs> they're just like, oh, that's just Army Hammer. Oh, I guess he was, you know, he was a yeah. fool. But they're not like, oh, this is a reflection upon us as the community. They don't right. have that same feeling. 
But it's the same with the, you know, killings, you know, the police mm. shootings and everything. We feel it, you know, and it's compounds each time, you know, yeah. it's not nothing or it's not an isolated incident. We feel it. Because we know how close that it could be to us. When I hear the story of Breonna Taylor, mm -hmm. I am like, that was me when the cops came bursting into my apartment. Oh, I, that's right. It was so triggering for me to hear that story because I was like, oh, that's exactly what happened to me. I was just in my apartment um, and that could have been me, you know? Yes, yes. And what was terrifying about that is you already knew that. Yes. You know, without the example that then came years later. Because mm -hmm. that train's never late. So... Mary Church Terrell wasn't just about, you know, I, you know, the, she was multifaceted because again, intersectionality, mm -hmm. right? She is a black woman. She's not just trying to get civil rights. She's also trying to like, let her live her life as a woman. So woman suffrage, she was all about it. She was really focused on securing the right to vote. That's where her focus was. So, I mean, just all these different laser focus. She was like education, stopping lynching. Women got to be able to write, have the right to vote too. A lot of ground and, to cover. <laughs> and so women's suffrage was, you know, for her, essential to elevating the status of black women. And that's the whole race. Because she was like, mm -hmm. okay, we're at the bottom of the total pool. Let's make sure that if we're good, mm -hmm. then everybody else is also going to be good. And Ain't so she, that the story? Yep. Oh. And so she would campaign for uh, black women's suffrage. She picketed the Woodrow Wilson White House with members of the National Women's Party. Um, because he needed to know. He needed to know what was up. Because <laughs> he needed he, to know. He, you know, he, I think he was a little too nice to uh, the KKK. Um, so uh. she was all about the women's suffrage. But you know what? This will not surprise you, I'm sure. Guess who wasn't too excited about her being all up in women's white suffrage? White women. White ladies. White white women were not. They were all reluctant. Why is it gotta be like I don't that? Know. But yet they were okay with like the, she was making progress and doing work. They're like, oh yeah, that's great, that's great. But mm, can you uh, like mm. or don't you have to be so loud about it? Like, can we mm, can we like chant a little like Ugh. lower? So they were so they were reluctant to include black women um in, in any of like the, the struggles and stuff that they were talking about interesting enough mm -hmm. when i was doing my research that little tidbit about on so i went to womenshistory.org mm -hmm. uh and they left out this little tidbit that like white women were really mean to her to mary church Terrell, and we're not about the cause i think that was very interesting erasure that was happening about you know because you hear the stuff about like women's suffrage and all this sort of stuff but like there's a movie that i will not watch because it is starring all these very talented white women meryl streep mm. other british white lady like the all these women <laughs> i won't see it because i know that it's not telling the full story mm. of women's suffrage yeah happens all the time in movements you know uh gay liberation uh they were trying to out you know inter intersectionality as well um yeah it's annoying to say the least so she founded she was like again nobody sits mary church Terrell in on the, the sidelines yeah, on the sidelines you know She's not going to do it. She's not about it. She's always going to be in the arena. Let's go, Brene Brown. <laughs> so national. she started the National Association of Colored Women in 1896. Mm -hmm. And she had her motto was lifting as we mm -hmm. climb. And her words became the motto of the National Association of Colored mm -hmm. Women. So I love that. It's like, here we are. We're lifting each other as we climb here. Uh, and she was the president from 1869 to 1901. 
And she campaigned nonstop to black organizations, mainstream, uh, white audiences, just getting the word out there. She was doing writing. She was just doing the work. She was speaking. She was doing all just kinds of stuff uh, and working to advance social educational reforms. She fought for not only women's suffrage, but civil rights, because for her, she belonged to the only group in this country that has two such obstacles to, to surmount, mm-hmm. both sex and race so she you know you can't pick one lane she gotta drive the, mm-hmm. gotta drive down both these lanes at the same time can't rest and then and for the NAACP W.E. DeBose was uh, mm. and he was like you all have to make her a charter member like she helped us start this organization like you have to do it so she became one of the founders and later became the first black woman appointed to the school board and served on a committee that investigated alleged police mistreatment of black folks wow Sounds like she would still have work to do today, unfortunately. Like, she would still be on that board. She's also an honorary um, member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Okay. Okay. You be knowing. (laughs) You're like, oh, we know her. This is what she said. (laughs) We got got you, sis. That's our girl. Yeah. And then um, after, you know, post the 19th Amendment, when she was like, whew, that's done. On to. Next on her list of things to do was just dismantle Jim Crow. So she went to work on that. Spit out my water. (laughs) Like, what a to-do list, right? Oh, my gosh. 19th Amendment, get the women the right to vote. Check. Great. Now let's handle this Jim Crow. (laughs) Busy. So... Went to work on that. This is why. 1940, she published her uh, autobiography, A Colored Woman in a White World. I should, okay. Mm. I gotta read that. Yeah, that sounds like one. Yeah. Mm. 1948, first black member of the American Association of University of Women after winning an anti discrimination lawsuit because in 1950, at 86, she is refused service by a whites only restaurant. And this is like indeed. When I tell you, she was like, you guess what we're not going to do after my lifetime. Oh, 86 years old. You know what she's done? Where she's come from? In in D.C.? Yeah. Oh, she was like, not here. Was she built? Not from mm-hmm. not me. So she, she was like, hell no. She, she, she protested, sued them. And in 1953, won the, Supre- the Supreme Court ruled. Mm that segregated eating facilities were unconstitutional. This was a major breakthrough in civil rights. It laid down the groundwork for Brown v. Board of Education. Mm. Wow. Yes. I just feel like the more you know, Star needs to like fly across our faces. <laughs> Dang. Oh, man. And then about four years later, she passed away at Highland Beach, Maryland, but a life well lived. Rest well, Queen. Thank you for all that you have done. But let's kick it over to her friend, her sister, <laughs> her sister friend, Ada B. Wells Barnett, not to be outdone, also doing the work. <laughs> Not to be outdone. I love that. <laughs> Miss Ida B. Wells, uh, journalist, activist, and researcher of the late 19th and early 20th century. She was born in Holy Springs, Mississippi, July 16th, 1862. So they're about a year apart. She was born, but the difference is that she was born into slavery during the Civil War. And mm. the Wells family, her family, as well as the rest of the enslaved people in her, you know, 
and the Confederate mm. states were then decreed by the Union, thanks to the Emancipation Approximation, about six months after her birth. Wow. Right. So she was born into slavery. Her sister friend was not. Like, whoop, dodge yeah. that. But, like, she was born and then was freed. But, woof. Mm. Yes, yeah. So post-Civil War, similar upbringing. Her parents were like, all right, we're turning turning this beat around. They became active members of the Republican Party, a different kind of Republican Party than what we got now. Mm-hmm. And so they became active in the Republican Party in Reconstruction-era politics because they were like, okay, we're not going to let this shit happen again. Like, we got to be involved in this politics because these white people can go crazy. So... Her parents were all about education, just like her friends. Mm-hmm. Her dad was involved in the Freedmen's Aid Society and helped start the Shaw University, which turned into Russ College, which that's where she actually went to school. She was expelled from Russ College, yeah. probably because she was just too brilliant, too brilliant uh-huh. to the mind, you know. Tale as old as time. Mm-hmm. But then in 1878, tragedy hit when she was 16 years old. She went to go visit her grandma. Mm. But yellow fever had broken out and killed her younger sibling, her infant sibling, and her parents. So she was left to care for her brother and her sister. Oh, wow. 16 years old. Like a night. That's like on the macro and the micro. I know. It's like, like, you know, here we go. Interfamilial strife, societal Mm -hmm. strife. They got pandemics that they're dealing with. You see? A lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of... Yep, yep. Mm. And so she was like, all right, well, I'm Ida B. Wells, so I got to get to work. (laughs) You know what she said? She said... (laughs) I'm Ida B. Wells, y'all. Let's Mm -hmm. go. I'm not going to let my sister friend outdo me, Mm -hmm. okay? I see you, Mary. I see you, Mary. Lifting as we climb. Mary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, Jack K. could play her, and then she can go, Mary. She can play Ida B. Wells. (laughs) So she um, convinced a a county school administrator um, to let her teach. She was like, let me teach like this class. And they allowed her to have a job and keep the family together. Uh, She eventually uh, moved to Memphis. And I'm like, girl, get out of the South. Go to D.C. Come on. Yeah, chocolate city. It's a chocolate city. It's Colin. So she eventually became a um, journalist and an activist. She was writing about issues of race, politics, and the South. She went underneath the moniker Iola. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like safer for her to do that way because the work that she was writing. But she became the owner, owner mm. of Memphis Free Speech and Headlight and later Free Speech. Isn't that something? So what really spawned her into activism was in 1884, there was a lawsuit. She filed suit against a train company in Memphis because she had she was thrown off of a first class train, even though she had a ticket, but they were like, you got to get out of here. She was like, I bought my ticket. And she refused. And they like, you know, forcibly removed her off the train, which also reminded me of those black women who were thrown off of a, a wine train in Napa. Mm. But they fucked with the wrong black woman because she was like, I'm a lawyer. So I'm, a, you know, you're going to feel this heat. You're going to feel it because they also they were too some babs. Some badass bitches. So, you know. You're going to find them around every corner. You need to quit playing. <laughs> you go catch the heat. And I'm loving, I, I just love how they're they're going against, like, up against the law. Like, no, no, no. You know, even though a generation ago there were no rights, mm. you know, folks weren't considered human mm-hmm. or fully human. And so it's like, 
the audacity, mm-hmm. you know, and just like the the resilience yeah. to be like, no. Yeah. Yes. No. I, I bought this, <laughs> this ticket. This isn't right. I'm going to be here. I'm going to yeah, do this. Yeah, I have rights. I'm going to write about this. I'm going to do my journalist thing. I'm going to write about it. I'm going to use an alias. I'm going to get it out there. But, you know, we know we know so much about like psychology and mindset. It's like imagine the mindset to be like, I know that my grandparent was owned and I myself was even born into slavery, but you're not going to kick me off of this train. Yes. I, I belong here, you know, and I'm taking it to the law that I know doesn't support me, but I'm, I, you're going to hear my you're voice. Hear it. I... That's incredible. So she she won her, her lawsuit girl. at the circuit court, mm-hmm. $500, but at the Tennessee Supreme Court. They overturned it, which, you know, not, you know, whatever. But she was like, whatever. So she got to writing. And while working as a journalist and a publisher, um, she taught at a segregated school in Memphis. And she became a huge critic of the conditions of black-only schools. She was fired from that job after that. They were like, oh, you're speaking out, Ida. Ida, you can't be saying these yeah, things. Yeah, you, you bring in too much, too much <laughs> attention over here. But you got to. So then here's where it's literally like our Avengers team oh. up begins so then her friend thomas moss you Mm. might remember was lynch thomas that was her friend her her friend too they both were friends with thomas Thomas moss and yes and she was like okay no we got to do something about this so so that's when her and mary church terrell they linked up and they were like okay we got to do something about this white mob violence because that's what it was white White mob mob violence violence. Mm. you know what we still got some white mob violence today oh my gosh wow okay and so she was skeptical Mm. about these reasons black men kept getting lynched because people it was almost like oh well they, they had done something wrong and she was like okay all right, let me let me go do some investigation down mm. here, okay? So she went to go investigate several cases for months, and she would publish her findings in pamphlets, which pamphlets were like the Twitter of mm-hmm. the day. Um, you wanted to get something out, you got in a pamphlet, mm-hmm. and people would like... That's this little small little thing. I can fold it up, get the information. Mm-hmm. These little, you got to be, you know, concise yeah. little sound bites. That's how you get the word out. Put in pamphlet. a pamphlet. And she wrote several columns in local newspapers. She did an expose in 1892, which enraged white locals who burned her press. So that, you know, her press that she owned. Wow. Burned it down. It. Drove her out of Memphis. Luckily, she was up at NYC at the time. She was like, what? What happened? Okay, I'm not going to. So my friend's over there? Because I'm in Enterprise, so. <laughs> of course, she was away on business. <laughs> like, she's, y'all forgot she's a badass right. bitch. Like, she's not home. <laughs> <laughs> she's doing investigative journalism and, like, you know, grilling somebody about something. Sending pamphlets <laughs> Yeah. So. Getting the yes. truth. So she was, you know, doing, she wrote on lynchings in depth for the New York Age, um, African-American newspaper, which was run by former enslaved um, T. Thomas Fortune. Mm. And then in 1863, she wrote a red record, which was a personal examination of lynchings in America. So that's a nice little one to pin. Ooh. And then. Yeah. Be, red yeah. Record, and then in 1893, she helped organize this boy, the boycott of the World's Columbian Exposition because they weren't going to allow any um, like black exhibitors. So she was like, nope, that's not. No, no, that doesn't sound right. So I'm going to say something. She put a pamphlet out (laughs) called The Reason Why the Colored American is Not in the World's Columbian Mm. Exposition. Just made it plain. Circulated that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Brought to you by Frederick Douglass. See? See? (laughs) The the link up. He funded it. 
<laughs> they were all friends. Um, and she was joined by many other black leaders in this boycott as well. And again, just, you know, I, um, and then in 1895, she married a famous African-American lawyer named Ferdinand Barnett, oh, wow. had four kids, also a lawyer. So her and her sister friend were, were not playing Shonda Rhimes. I want to see this show. This is the show. You're yes. right. Yeah, this like, is the show yeah, we want to see. This is way more interesting. And like, you know, she was a mother, activist, just doing all this I'm stuff. Pretty sure she's a Delta too. Just saying. Prob- yeah. yes. Shout out to Kamala Harris, aka, you know, it's all good. It's all, in the, it's all the same. It's all the same. Skeevy. Yeah. All right, let's go. Um, she, she traveled internationally spreading the gospel of America's fucked upness. Mm. She was like, y'all need to know about these lynchings that are happening. Because if you also think about it, I'm pretty sure lynchings were not happening in other parts. Like it was uh, lynchings are pretty much an American pastime, mm. like a really gross, like American pastime that like you're literally murdering. It's be- not tongue in. Yeah. That's not tongue in cheek. It actually was a pastime. huh? Yeah. yeah and it was cause you would like, you know, have a picnic. They would like, you know, it was a little, you wear a, your a, Sunday a, best a, a murder prepare the food of a, of a human Ooh. being, a murder of a human being mm. and, and, and the spectatorness of it. And supposedly this modern day society, right? This free world, okay? Oh, we. So she, like her friend, openly confronted white women's suffrage movement who ignored lynching. So she also was coming at it. She was like, Mm. listen, white ladies... Hello, mm-hmm. lynching. They were like, mm, we don't. Mm, I don't know. Maybe ambiguous. They did maybe, maybe, maybe he whistled. I don't know. I crossed the street. I get nervous, right? So they didn't take too much of a liking to her, but she was like, "Fuck it, I'm here for r- women's rights too, bitch." <laughs> so maybe that's maybe that's, maybe that's me playing Ida B. Wells. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna have to fight Jackie Harris for it. Like either you Maybe or I'll play the younger version and she could play like the I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um so she so it's she done. was the founder of the National Association of the Color Women's Club, which her friend became president of later on. Mary Church Terrell did see this. And so she addressed issues of civil rights and women's suffrage as well. She was there at Niagara Falls and the founding of the NAACP, but she wasn't mentioned as a founder, though people were like, but she should be a founder. She was there. So some articles call her a founder. Some don't because she wasn't an official founder, but she is like, in posts, they've been like, yeah, but, but she, she like, was there. You was know? there for the founding. So what does that make you? Yeah, right. Exactly. Like W. DuBose was there. Archibald Grimke, Mary White, o- Mary White o- Ovington. Um, she, they all were there. So she later left the NAACP because she was like, y'all, like, you, y'all are lacking some initiatives. Y'all are not doing enough work. So she left, and um, she continued working on behalf of all women. And as part of her work in the National Equal Rights League, she called for President Woodrow Wilson, see, still acting a fool, to put an end to discriminatory hiring practices for government jobs. Mm. And then in 1898, brought her anti-lynching campaign to the White House. Um, leading a protest calling for President William McKinley to mark to make reforms. So she was constantly going to the White House Dang. being like, oh, and this is before, this is before the timeline before. But, um, and, and then in 1930, she made an unsuccessful bid for the Illinois State Senate because wow. they weren't ready. They weren't but ready. Amazing. But she crawled so that folks like, you know, Stacey Abrams exactly. and Barbara Lee and Val Demings and Vice President Kamala mm-hmm. Harris can fly. Yes. So Thank laying down that. For your work. So she died at the age of 68. Mm. Um, 
1931. Her friend lives, you know, almost a good 20 years longer than her, but um, kidney disease. But she did a lot. I think it's a sick and tired of me, sick and tired. Like, I've done enough. You all take it from here. It's like, we'll do our best. Go for it. (laughs) So there it is. Your Black History Month babs themselves. Mary Church Sorrell, Ida B. Wells, two historic badass bitches. Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. (laughs) In that case, you should check out Triple Click. It's a podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback as three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Schreier. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! Well, now we're going to kick it over to Jen's Corner to help us capture our... Mm, yeah, because it's a lot. That was a lot. So, but what do we do now? How do we... It's almost so daunting. Like, how do? How can I be a badass bitch? Like, I don't know if there's enough badass bitch energy. Or, like, how do I step into my own, my own magic? Yeah, I mean, there is such a... Especially in it... In, I just feel like permission, especially it is Black History Month. So it's talking Mm -hmm. to the black folks listening. Everyone can listen. Right. But just creating a stage. And don't we have that that experience where it's like, A, we we've been told we have to be 100 percent, 120 percent better just to be created Uh, equal. Like that's what we were raised with. But now we see because of the generation that came twice as hard to get half as much. Yeah, Like what kind of story, you know, as far as the not enough story goes and. Um, just when you hear about the historic leaps and bounds, of course, it is so inspiring, but it also feels like, what do I? Or, you know, now that there have been leaps made, undeniably, you'll be in like corporate or you even have just like friends of all different backgrounds saying like, racism's over, sexism's over. There's no what Mm -hmm. intersectionality, what? And you're like, oh my gosh, right? It can be a lot. It can be exhausting. So, I wanted to talk about how my black brothers, sisters, people, folks, all of us, how to uncover our magic, right? Just in time for Black History Month. And what I said was this is a conversation on how to stay sane, at peace, well-rested, motivated, hydrated, and moisturized during the craziest time of our lives. And if you've been feeling down from all the violence, hypocrisy, and the performative action, a lot that's happening this month, right? It can feel Mm -hmm. exhausting. So I'm just going to talk to y'all about really mindsets and like things to remember and take on and consider as you move through this month. Because some stuff can be triggering, especially since everyone's kind of like in the woke Olympics now. You're like, let me. It can be a lot if you're black right now. Yes. Do you agree? Yes. And well, and sometimes I feel like 
And maybe sometimes like this is what I take on where I'm like, I had to carry the shot putt for this round. Oh, and I got to play in that event too. Mm-hmm. Or because companies mm-hmm. are like grading space. They're like, well, here's space. Totally. Like talk about black history. Yeah. And like, oh, okay. I'll talk. Or about it's like, oh, okay, history. we're listening now. And you're like, uh, 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 I don't have my PhD in this yet. I just thought <laughs> I wanted to just enjoy my Wednesday. And it's like, nope. So here's some things to keep in mind how to really capture your magic that you know that you have. So the first thing is remember, keep in mind that you were made to overcome, right? And so what that really is about is slavery is horrific, was horrific. It is such a historic, you know, stain. And yet the people like we're just talking about who came out of that were truly the survival of the the strongest mind, body, spirit even on the disgusting side where our ancestors were selected, right? For certain qualities. And so we are the descendants of that. We're the descendants of the people who at one minute were told that they were a property and the next minute were millionaires on their, you know, by their bootstraps. And we're come from the people who the minute they got an advancement, they would burn their stuff down, hang, all that kind of stuff, and yet we continue to go on. And so that is what's in your DNA, and that's not what's celebrated, that's not what's mentioned. Um, and so just know that the, the, the cells and the DNA and everything that makes you who you are as you sit here listening to this right now, like you are made to overcome. You know, that's, that's, what, that's your makeup. And so we're having that too, where we're in a pandemic and there are people getting shot and they're scaling the wall of the Capitol and like, it can feel like what's the point or like we'll never make it out of this or it's always going to be this way. And yet you are made of the stuff that overcomes. Right. So take heart and keep that in mind. And it's not, of course, you know, I love like a woo and a mindset, but it's actually it's science. It is historic and um, it's, it's really true. So, you know, whether it's from microaggressions from a coworker or doom scrolling, got you down just know that you are made to overcome so that's that's Oof, the end i want to sit in that like it's in my dna like we and we come from the survivors like people who survived like the last pandemic or the last or reconstruction or the slavery and the capture and coming over on boats like yeah no and that wasn't written you know the folks that brought our ancestor ancestors over they weren't like yay we hope you make it you know we hope you make strides (laughs) everything against like you said old boy had a store he was doing minding his business doing well burned down the minute an advancement was made right so just know that if you feel like everything's up against you that doesn't even matter because you will overcome you're made to overcome just like those who came before us so it's in the songs we shall overcome we shall <laughs> it is it, it is the hist it's the it's historic so know that and just know again that when you are looking when you're consuming certain things that's not the message that's out there that's not that's not what we're fed right so you mm-hmm. have to feed yourself that capital T truth because it is mm. the truth right and you just outlined it, you know, those are just two specs of examples of how powerful what we come from, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I source my self-esteem, you know, where it's like truly, truly getting like, now come on, like you come from overcomers, like you're made to overcome. 
And that's mm. magic. It's just magic. You know, it's like, wow, who does that? <laughs> black people truly are magic. Like we're not, they're not kidding when they say, you know, black girl magic, right. black folk magic. Like yeah, it is black real folk magic. Exactly. You know, so this is how I'm underscoring how to claim that. Now the next, the A of the magic, right, is allow for ease and rest because this comes up mm. so much. And this is really what got me through last season, you know, with, with Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. <laughs> yes. I was like, I'm not educating. I'm not I'm not taking up any labor, basically. You know, it's like I am traumatized, triggered. I'm tired. I'm exhausted, battling depression. Like, I'm not. And so it's a gift to be able to, not a gift, but it's like it is your right and it mm. is your time to take a break, right? Because the thing is, what's happening is all of a sudden folks are like, okay, no, I'm listening. Okay, now I'm willing to learn. And that's great for them. But again, in honor of Black History Month, I'm telling you, Black folks, that you, if you want, you get to take a nap. There's a, there's a, I think, I don't know if it's a whole company, but there's an Instagram um, account called The Nap Ministry, um, where just the name alone, I was like, permission granted, thank you. Right. <laughs> but that, but they're kind of campaigning for like people of color, black folks, like you don't have to do everything anymore. You know, it's time for other folks to take up arms and do the work. This is I feel like is this my intervention? I feel like are we even on the podcast? I feel like you are just having are a heart to heart with me. Uh, or, oh, those don't even record. OK, uh, this one is really hard for me. And. Um, I think because sometimes I think about like oh my gosh that movie Harriet really changed my life. I just always think about Harriet Tubman and just like what she went through, and I'm just like, and sometimes I'm like thinking like today I was like feeling just so low, and I didn't have like a specific thing to point it at. Before it was easy; it was like the insurrection or you know the election or the other thing that Trump tweeted, and I didn't have like a specific thing to like pinpoint it to. And then you read that tweet to me, and it was like, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What was that that tweet about like, yeah, uh, why, why do I feel so depressed or something? Yeah, it's like, why, why do I feel anxiety and depression right now? She muttered to herself as a global pandemic raged on for another year, upending our entire life. You know, it's like we judge it, or we're like, what's going on? Because even. It's almost, I mean, the, the beauty of all this mayhem that's gone on is, is it is waking people up. You know, it's like undeniably now we've got these phones that are showing that police are killing innocent black lives, you know, or showing that black bodies aren't mattering the same as others. It's not something we said. You can see it. That is, that is just what's out there. Or the pandemic has put us in a, a scenario where we all have to listen and we all have to watch. And that's that's been the benefit. But... It's become kind of our new normal, but it's not normal. <laughs> so if you're not feeling good, that makes a whole bunch of sense. And it's really difficult because I feel like everyone, it's been so normalized for everybody, just like the pandemic and all these different things. And it's just like, but yeah, like a lot of people died today. It's still, and it's just like, but yeah, we're all supposed to just keep going on, like keep playing checkers or keep, you know, doing the job and like being grateful that, you know, we have the job. And of course, which I absolutely am, but like. This is why allow for ease and rest. Okay. You have to only because it also is coming at a detriment. Like you can, for the sake of pushing through, push through, but what is what happens, you know? Like you're not resilient, your mental capacity suffers, your wellness suffers. And I feel like those who came before us didn't suffer so that we, you know, like, oh, you know what I mean? Okay. It's like they're yeah. paving a way so that we can thrive. 
And so rest, you know, because you're going to be better for it. You're going to research, you're going to be energized, you're going to be inspired. And that's, that's our task. And it's, and it's also, it's time, you know, and, and for what it is, because a lot of times it is folks who haven't done the work who all of a sudden want you to give them Cliff's notes. And it's like, no, that's not your job. And it's re-triggering, it's re-traumatizing and it's exhausting and you don't have to do it, you know, to Mm. exist with these, with these. So this is the thing, because what I was starting to say was the pandemic and all these things that have happened have been like exclamation points and explosions. Um, but to to exist with the the low hum of oppression and the low hum of oh, sexism right. and the low it's hum always of, there it's always there. So when you're saying like I could point to this tweet and I could point to the election, and it's even the feeling of having to say like well I got to have a reason. It's like no, you're you know a black man in America that you've got a reason, you know. Yeah, black gay man gay. in America. Yeah, add that in. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say your location. I don't know if you're revealing, but it's like, yeah. A black gay man in the Bay Area. Like, yeah. you know. Because it's like it's supposed to be progressive, but then it's not. And so it's like, what are you complaining about? Like, oh all that. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Right? So I'm calling for, and many folks are calling for, that we allow ease and rest. And and really in the in the case of not having to be the educator, not having to be the one who's like, it's okay, even though that totally spun you out and ruined your day. Like, no, you don't have to make it okay. You know, it's like that hurt. That was inappropriate. I need yeah. you to do your work. You know, that that's that's what's allowed now. So um, because, you know, we feel like we, again, have to be the best. We have to have a PhD in diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it actually, that's its own profession, its own deep study. And they, you need to find, you need to find it because also our experience has been as we went through grade school and went through high school and went through college, we learned the curriculum and then we had to educate ourselves on our own history, right? So I get that people are like, I've got kids and I got on Zoom and I don't have time to read these books, but we've been doing it our whole lives. Like that's what it is to be black in America. So mm-hmm. that's what time it is. You got to do both because that's what, that, the only reason why we know the answer yeah. is because we had to look into it. Um, cause just like you were yeah. saying about something, but we're all, we're all raised in this, you know, you, the water, you know, you can't ask a fish, what does water feel like? Mm-hmm. We're all raised to say that, you know, if you black get back, gay's not right, you know, and all, it's like, we're all <laughs> right. raised with that idea. Mm-hmm. And so we've broken away on our own. So if you don't believe that, then you got to do the research to find mm-hmm. out where the flaws are as we have. Mm-hmm. So are you on board, James? Mm-hmm. Are you going to allow ease and rest? Yes, I am. I'm going to try. I'm trying. It's so hard. It's, I struggle with this one. My therapist and I have been talking about it. My therapist asked, like, what do I do for play? And my head exploded. And <laughs> said in my ma- and I said in a mastermind, I'm going to try to schedule one hour of play a week. And they were like, what? <laughs> one hour a week? I'm like, I don't. Or rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try. I'm trying to do at least seven hours of sleep a night. Yeah. How's that going? trying <laughs> is this my intervention what's the next letter okay. it's g well because i just want you in your magic we need I'm you trying. we need you yeah no. that's all you can do just allow that's why it's a it's like allow okay. it it's allow. like allow yes. it and yeah you don't okay. have to there's anything that is rooted in fodder for you to beat yourself up it's like we're not about it so don't make yourself wrong on any on any of these okay g is grow your sense of confidence Right. So the same way it feels like we're in a never ending nightmare with no end in sight, 
you know, we have the pandemic, we have racism, we have social injustice of all kinds. And we have examples of people, you know, who are keen to perpetuate the old ways, right, which feels really exhausting. So again, looking into history, um, you know, there's also in the same way that there's those, you know, like having to be anti lynching, which seems crazy. But, you know, it is it is on its and we can't it wait really for is. what is happening now to be, you know, people in the future to be like, that's crazy that they were up against that. It's like, yes, that's that's what we're treading. Right. But, you know, again, just grow the confidence of, you know, this is where I was talking about, like, we shall overcome, you know, and and. Again, shout out to Black History Month. There's so many, you know, people of color and immigrants all have a story of overcoming, but just shouting out, you know, the black folks for Black History Month that we overcome and we overcome with style. We overcome with joy. You know, when you look at, when you talk about incorporating play, like, you know, you see like, I don't know, videos of, you know, black folks dancing, having a good time, being so dressed and suited. It's like, what, who told you, you know, it's like all that confidence you know and so to draw on that again because there were pandemics going on there were lynchings going on there were you know one generation removed from slavery and yet we see these examples and so again like grow your sense of confidence in that because again it's not just pollyanna wished it's true it's it is it's historically evident right growing that confidence right it's it's just keeping the legacy going So this is magic, you know, like this is the magic formula. It's how to find your magic through it all. So the I of it all is identify examples of what you want to experience, right? So this is one of my manifestation and like coaching techniques is really, you know, finding evidence or finding examples of what you want. So it's the same thing. And of course, you already did such a beautiful job of outlining where it's like, well, I want to have my own business or I want to overcome or I'm feeling down, depressed. Everything looks like it's going up in flames. What do I do? Read someone's biography. You know, for this, I was like, just have a, you know, for Black History Month, go back to the old school and do a book report of one or two people's autobiography because you will see the overcoming of it all. So my two that I've chosen are Madam C.J. Walker and Cicely Tyson, which... Her audiobook is oh. 16 hours. I was like, absolutely. <laughs> I was Yes, I was actually, you know what? It's I just I actually I, I bought too. it. I ordered it. So I still I have it. I have still three more hours after Barack Obama. That was tw- he's 28 hours. So anyways, I have Cicely queued up. I at first I was like, I hope she's is she it's she's doing the audio and Viola Davis, I think. Um Viola does the foreword. Oh, okay. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's okay. just fierce. I'm fierce, here for fierce, it. Fierce. Cicely Tyson, yeah. all the snaps. The, totally, just yeah. God rest her soul. Thank you for the work. She refused to play anything that was not uplifting black people. She was like, not gonna be no slut. Not playing that. We love it. So find examples. You know, even Oprah is always the ubiquitous example of just even how to be like wealthy and use your wealth for good. You know, love but- her podcast. I can't recommend it enough. See, so that's for the black for black history is definitely find two autobiographies of anyone you can find, because now the way has been paved. And if you're feeling despaired, read these autobiographies. It could be modern or it could be back in the day because it's always about overcoming. You will you will find these tenets of overcoming, of confidence, of joy, 
um, of community, right? And so we're just in that now, in the present day. And of course, they were going through all these feelings. It's like there's a pandemic going on and there's violence and I'm in real danger and I worry about my family. You know, all of that, that that's all that they're contending with and we are today. So um, just finding those examples. I My funny kind of example is even... Um, when I was like done with men, I was like, you know what? I'm dating in my 20s and they're terrible. I'm not, I'm just not going to date. I'm not doing relationships. But then I was like, let me find examples of good guys, you know? And so that's what I sought out. And of course, that's when I met my husband, who was my friend for a very long time. But it was cool because I was like, these group of guys were just good dudes. And I, I needed to see that example truly. You know, and so and there and there's and there's different places in your life that you can do that because you'll start seeing either bad actors or bad behavior or, you know, in, in various ways. And you can start thinking like, this is my worldview now. So the way to turn that around is to find examples of, of what you want, identify those examples. And so for Black History Month, I say do your book report. Since a lot of us listening are adults, pick two books. You can do it. Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> can do one read, one you read, and one you listen to. One you listen to, totally. Yeah, two two figures, and you will be like, oh my gosh, I can do it because you come from these people and they did it. You can do it too because we got Instagram, Twitter, and and YouTube and Google, so we can do it. We can do it. <laughs> if they did it, we can do it. And then the C of magic is to celebrate Black history every month because I sometimes get triggered February 1st when everyone's like, Black History Month. I'd be like, you know what, though? Don't try it. Don't try to 112th us because that sounds a little too familiar and I'm not here for it. No fractions. <laughs> <laughs> every month, keep that same energy. Tell a friend. Yes. Because every like Black history is American history, and that's really like what we just have to break that down. But yeah. definitely having a month, I I think this is a great to focus I, I, to focus and renew your vows mm -hmm. and commitment totally. to I love that. the cause. That's what it mm -hmm. really is. It's like renewing it. It's like it's almost like Black New Year, really. What yeah. this is, you know, celebrating you know Black New Year and renewing the vows and the commitment to it, um, and yeah, and letting it. Continue. And diving deep and letting it being a true celebration. Yes, absolutely. A celebration, a deep dive and understanding. Because, you know, and I, I said this too with, you know, my black history, like for everybody to dive into black history, which is, you know, American history, because mm -hmm. then you'll know people are like, what do I do? What can I do? Well, this is the first start is you go mm -hmm. do the work, Celebrate. go educate yourself. And then you'll know what your role is you'll know whether it is okay i'm a seamstress and i'm gonna sew some black lives matter curtains or something mm -hmm. you know and like mm -hmm. post them up or i you know i'm a potter and i'm gonna do some mm -hmm. pot pottery or something or yeah. you know and i'm gonna go talk to that coworker because you know what mm -hmm. he said that one thing and i think that i'm gonna step up or i'm gonna yeah you know we have that trust between us and i think we can have that conversation yeah because you'll be moved if you arm yourself with knowledge and also understanding when you hear all these stories you won't let your uncle Waldo say such frivolous things at the mm -hmm. dinner table because you now know the dangers of what happens when you let uh, Aunt Walina go mm -hmm. off the rails. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, Waldo true. and Walina be the worst, don't Ooh, they? Yeah, they be the worst. <laughs> they be the worst. But uh, back yes. to your kids, so, Walina. <laughs> February Black History Month. Go deep, love it, and also be sure to just celebrate Black History Month every month. Observe, right? Yes. recognize but this is this is this is the month but so let's go over the let's the magic <gasps> okay. again so okay. it's make you're no. made to overcome made to overcome. Mind, you're made to overcome made to overcome 
Uh, allow. allow for rest. Yep, ease and rest. Ease and rest. I. It's G in- next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I looking at the letters and I find out. You were. Uh, grow. Grow. I'm looking at the letters right now. That too. I didn't know. I was like, it's hard uh, to hold it in your head and then you would literally nope, reveal Looking that. at it. But you know what? I'm looking at the letters and I looked at the wrong letter. I was like, I was looking at just the I. <laughs> G. Gr- this is not helpful for the listeners at all. They're like, um, we got it, James. <laughs> G. Uh, grow into your confidence. Yeah. I. Investigate. Identify examples. Everything. Of- Identify yeah. examples. <laughs> I'm going to need a, a note card. C. Celebrate all year long. Yes. Yeah, celebrate Black History every month. Yes, and yes, that's yes, how you yes. become a magic bab. No, <laughs> totally. It's how to undercover, uncover your magic just in time for Black History Month. Boom, boom, boom. There it is. There's the episode. I was very on top of my mic, and Jen was very far back, and together. That was this magical episode. So, really quick for the fact check, and then we're going to get on out of here. Uh, Bridgerton, you know what? We really are rooting for Bridgerton. We're here for the diversity of the show. We love that that exists. So, yay for that. Oh, and this just in, as we literally are about to hit publish, free at last, free at last. Miss Tesca Brown is free at last from her Gorilla Glue hairdo. Yes, the New York Post just reported that she underwent a surgical procedure to remove the glue. Um, A a Duke doctor, Dr. Duke, anyways, renowned plastic surgeon, he went to work. He's a chemist. She is free. Nobody ever do that ever again. Lessons learned. Before we go, Definitely hit up Jennifer Covington's website. We'll link it in the show notes, jennifercovington.com. You can check out all of her courses and her programs, uh, her coaching and support so much. Like she's such a magical person. So she will help you recapture your magic. So definitely check out her website and her resources. I mean, you can't get enough Jennifer Covington into your life. So But now that is the episode. So thank you all so much for listening to Minority Corner. Thank you to our editor, Sarah Brown. Thank you to our social media manager, Sam Jackson. Thank you to all of our Maximum Fund members. And thank you to all of you for listening to Minority Corner because together we're the majority. Love y'all. See you next week. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.